Hans Klotfelder. It is a real pleasure for me to be able to share a message with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Let us open worship this morning in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and its many blessings. We ask that you would allow us to put aside all our worldly cares and worries. Allow us to focus totally on you, Father. Please allow the words in which I have prepared, and the meditations of our heart be pleasing in your sight. And it's in the glorious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Tom Mabry, the pastor at my home church, introduced me to Chad several years ago. Here we go. <laughs> Chad was there as a guest speaker, Chad, and my pastor at Shady Grove, and in a few days, Global Methodist Church in Winston-Salem, our best friends. That being said, we, Chad, Tom and by extension, you and I, we are family. Chad and I converse often through texts. He offered to let me come here today to give a message to his congregation. It is a great honor for me to be able to share and serve God and be his hands and feet in this small way. I was born with a condition called cerebral palsy. I will spare you the details but because of my condition I am unable to walk and talk. However, through the marvels of technology, I have this power chair that allows me to move about. Attached to it, I carry my personal communication device, which allows me to speak. With all these drawbacks, God still calls me to be his hands and feet, and spread the word, wherever and whenever I can. God made it possible for me to launch my website, Ruskloffelter Ministries. I also have a social media video message ministry. I post short messages regularly to Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. God gave me this small ministry, and he also gave me this disability, to use as a platform in which to reach out. Do not in any way feel sorry for me, I am a richly blessed child of God, because God blessed and totally healed me, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord, and my salvation, I will be united with a glorified body one glorious day. This brings us to our Thanksgiving message, and my message is on, who would have guessed it, God's blessings. I would like some participation from the congregation. Raise your hand if you are blessed. Now, raise your hand, if, from time to time you have family difficulties, marital difficulties, sickness, feel pain, have financial worries, or suffer with depression. You see we are all in the same condition, we all are in need of a Savior, and that very same Savior, Jesus Christ, 
taught us blessings are not just a result of our circumstances, but they are deeply tied to the state of our hearts. In Matthew 5 verses 3 to 12, Jesus teaches us about the Beatitudes, which are a guide to living a blessed life in his kingdom. These verses reveal the profound blessings that await those who embrace the values of God's kingdom. So, let's look at what it means to have a kingdom heart, and experience the blessings of God. Starting our reading here in Matthew 5 verse 3, Jesus begins by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This doesn't refer to material poverty but rather a recognition of our spiritual poverty. To be blessed, we must acknowledge our need for God, our dependence on Him, and our humility in approaching Him. This could be illustrated by the story of the prodigal son, found in Luke 15 verses 11 to 32. This parable reminds us that true blessings come when we humbly return to our Heavenly Father in heartfelt repentance. Continuing on in verse 4 we read, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Our mourning may be over our sins, death of a family member, the pain of others, or the brokenness of the world. When we mourn, we are demonstrating our compassion, and God promises to comfort us. We should remember the story of Job, who endured immense pain and suffering. Job teaches us that even in the midst of pain, God is there to provide comfort and restoration. Jesus continues on in verse 5, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek. This reminds me of a story that my pastor Tom told, of a young man, long hair, he drove a hot rod red Honda Civic, it had a massive stereo system that could be heard for miles away, I wonder if that young man, was he a wild child or was he meek in heart, either way, he would mature into a man after God's heart, and a fine pastor, you should ask Chad about it yourself sometime. <laughs> Meekness is not weakness, but a controlled strength, a heart willing to submit to God's will. In doing so, we receive the promise of inheriting the blessings of the earth. Moses was a man known for his meekness. God used him in a miraculous way to lead his people to the promised land. In Matthew 5 verse 6, Jesus declares, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Our deep desire for righteousness reflects a longing for God's will and justice. When we seek his righteousness, he satisfies our spiritual hunger. A good example is King David. He was not an altogether perfect man, but a man after God's own heart whose deep hunger for God's righteousness led him to repentance and restoration. In verse 7, Jesus tells us, Blessed are the merciful, 
for they will be shown mercy. By showing mercy to others, we reflect God's character. He, in turn, bestows his mercy upon us. The Parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10 verse 25 to 37, Jesus illustrated how mercy transcends social boundaries. Mercy and forgiveness go hand in hand. If there is anyone, any group or race with whom you hold resentment or unforgiveness, I beg you to forgive them and totally forget all their wrongs. In Matthew 5 8, Jesus continues by saying, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. A pure heart is one free from deceit and worldly desires, allowing us to experience the presence of God. This may be illustrated by the life of Daniel, a man of unwavering faith and a pure heart, who witnessed God's presence and protection in the lion's den. Daniel 6. Jesus went on to declare blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. As peacemakers, we bring reconciliation and unity to a broken world, reflecting our identity as God's children. Just like Joseph, who forgave his brothers, who did him terribly wrong, but brought about reconciliation to his family, Genesis 50. Jesus concludes, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When we stand for righteousness, we can and will face persecution, but our ultimate reward is the kingdom of heaven. Apostle Paul endured both persecution, imprisonment, and an eventual execution for preaching the gospel, but never wavered in his faith. The Beatitudes provide us with the roadmap to living a blessed life here in God's kingdom. These blessings are not about our temporary circumstances, but are tied to the state of our hearts. When we embody the values of the Beatitudes, we experience the richness of God's blessings and become a light to the world. Let us strive to have kingdom hearts embracing these principles and trusting in God's promise of eternal blessings. We are however called to do more than that. Jesus came and took on flesh, totally God, totally man. He instructed us on how to live life. He knew we would often fail as his disciples did. After his sacrifice on the cross and his life-giving blood, his ministry, and his duties, his hands and feet ministry were given to you and I. That's right. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were given a ministry. Hear Jesus' final command to you and I, from the Gospel of Matthew 28 verse 16 to 20, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. 
When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. The Word of God for the people of God. Praise be the Word of God. What does this command mean for us? There are followers all over the world. For the common person, this command instructs us to take our witness out into our community, workplace, and schools, telling everyone what Christ has done in our lives, volunteer at a homeless shelter, feed the needy at a food kitchen or food pantry, go on a mission trip and help those in need after a hurricane. Maybe you could be like my 94-year-old grandmother that makes prayer blankets for those needing a blessing while they are sick. You see, no matter your age, ability, or disability you can be the hands and feet of Christ. The Great Commission, this passage is my favorite, it is the very core of the word, and it is the basis of why we are here today, to take Jesus Christ out of Journey Church, and shine his light onto a dark, dark world. Thank you so much for allowing me to share with you today. Let us end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the profound teachings you have shared with us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We are grateful for the wisdom found in the Beatitudes. Help us to live a life of humility, mercy, and righteousness. May we embody these virtues in our daily walk, seeking to be peacemakers and examples of your love. Help us to take ownership in the commands given in the Great Commission. May we be inspired by this call to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Grant us the courage to share the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we are. Strengthen us to be salt and light in the world, shining brightly for your glory. I ask that you would grant many blessings upon the church and ministry here at Journey Global Methodist. I ask that in the coming week that you would lead, guide and protect us. Help us to be in your word, be in your way and live our life in your will. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank